Welcome to Nana Tings. Hey loves, it's Antonio from Nana Tings. On today's episode, I have my good friend, my Virgo Latino, Mateo. We continue the dating app series as well as the Own Your Narrative series. We talk a little bit about both. So before we get into it, we're gonna play some ads per usual, you know? So while they're playing, listen up and grab your champagne, tea, wine, or whatever the fuck you want, or maybe a blunt, right? And enjoy the ride. Don't forget to check out my new book, Antonio's Return, available now on Amazon and at Barnes & Noble. It is an amazing book that talks about my journey of approaching 30 and it has a lot of astronomical uh, themes involved and I would really love if you all could check it out. It, it means so much to me. It's Antonio here with Nana Tings, and I have a special guest, my good friend Mateo. Hey, bitch. Hey, baby. What up? <laughs> Just chillaxing. Just chillaxing. I'm actually in his apartment right now, which is in an amazing location, and we are drinking wine after dance class, so cheers to that. Cheers to that. Yes. Um, as we sit. So, quick thing. I met you two years ago now? Probably, yeah, maybe longer than that. I was like 2018. I was gonna say, it's been three years, it I feel like, three right? Years. Yeah, it was 2018, and it was just like the most random thing ever. Yeah, you came to a brunch that I was hosting for Chappie. Yeah, yeah, literally Chappie. And I was like, I literally yeah. had Chappie for like two days because I was trying to make friends. Because, like, like the, I mean, whatever, like, you know how it was. Like, I had like three different tiers. Like, you can, you know, look for a boyfriend. You can look oh my for God, yes. So I remember, like, I was going through the friend section. I was like, I don't like any of these people because they look crazy. <laughs> And I was like, fine, let me just switch to like whatever is that they have in the other tabs. And I feel like I saw your profile, you saw me. It's like, oh, whatever, it's always a hanging out. And it worked out, you know? Yeah, no, But seriously. I remember at those days, so I was like, I am not going to be friends with any of these people because I don't like them. <laughs> we went, wait, we went to a brunch, the MoMA, and Rise. And then we went to Rise, yeah. That, that was the longest brunch ever. It was like my first gay brunch ever. I just, I remember being in love with your energy and being like, okay, this, this is my bitch. Because then after that, after that first time we hung out, I feel like you, you kept coming to, like, a lot of the events. Oh, yeah. Like, I kept inviting you to, like, fun brunches and, like, things like that. It was that. fun, though, because I walked in, I was like, I don't know any of these people, but I don't give a shit. I'm just, I look amazing. I'm going to sit down and have some drinks. And I met a lot of people that day. It was super fun. I'm still friends yeah. with a few of them, which is great. Well, because your vibe is, like, very relaxed, but also, like, high fashion. And also, like, you are in your lane and you mind your own business, but at the same time, like, you could turn up. Yeah. And I feel like real bitches attract to that, and that's why, like, I am so infatuated with you, because it's like, a, it's like, this is my Latino brother, he gets it. It's good energy, like, I just walk into any room, like, I fucking own it, like, I don't Absolutely. care. Absolutely. Like, I don't know any of these people, but I don't care. I really do I not. I don't have to impress anybody, because I know I would regardless, but it's fine. <laughs> you know? Speaking, wait, speaking about apps, I'm going to get right into it. So, I had a, a few segments of crazy dating app stories right do you have any fuckboy stories or psycho boy stories to share i i mean when i first moved here though i was literally a child and it's the craziest thing though because i was like literally 19 i had my own apartment and i have no idea what the fuck i was doing so i was just like I don't know, going with that. Like, I just yeah. going the floor. I was, I have, um, I remember like at the time when I first moved here, I was literally working like really long hours because I was working in hospitality. And um, I would only just go to work. And then after that, I remember 
that I would go, was, this is so sad and fucking hilarious as well, I would just literally go to the movies because I love going to the movies pretty much my whole life. Uh, I would go to the movies on 42nd Street from all places at midnight. And I would just AMC. Have, at AMC yeah, on 42nd because yeah, yeah. I used to work uh, until 11 because I was, I was at a hotel. So I was like, I have nothing else to do. I have no friends. So I'll just do that. And after that, I was like, I'm already in Hell's Kitchen because they're already right there because you know how they are. I would hang out with the guys from Hell's Kitchen. It was like, this people are fucking wild. And you were 19, a little baby, I was, little nugget. But the thing is, like, I, I knew, that, like, I didn't knew anything at all, but I also thought that I did. It was like, I have a job, I have an apartment. Like, one time I have this guy, it was, oh my God, it was so crazy. Tell me the he tea. He was driving around my building, and I literally could see him, because I literally, he was hot. But I'm like, I never really care enough to, like, you know, you're hot, but, like, cool, like, good for you. Like, I'm not going to chase <laughs> you, I'm not going to do anything. Because I don't have to, like, because it's just, like, this ego thing or whatever. The mm-hmm. thing is, like, because you look certain way, people have to beg you. Have to, and I'm like, I'm oh, not going to give you attention. I get it. So I was one of those people, like, I don't give you attention. Uh, the conversation started really, like, nice. Like, we're just talking about life. Even if it was grander, but I'm also 19. So I'm just like, ah, everything is amazing. Like, I will not really, like, I don't know, really see things through. So I was just being nice to him. He was being, like, a crazy person, and I didn't know. And just keep it like whatever like he was like kind of calm he was like now you can like i'm like literally just like relaxing like i work all night like no it was one of those was like i really don't want to see anybody right now i literally deal with people all day tourists from all people i will do with tours for 10 12 hours a day like the last thing i'm right now is don't let anybody else i just want to take a bath and go to bed and he was like well i'm already here i'm like well cool like I was like, cool, like, what, 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 like, how the fuck can you hear? He's like, because I sent him my location at some point, so he just drove without even telling me. And he oh, was, no. it was insane. It was literally like one in the morning or whatever after I go back from work. I'm like, why don't you just go to sleep? Like, what are you doing? He came just driving over my building. I don't know for how long, but thank God he didn't have my uh, apartment number. I never gave it to him. So he just kept going to location over No, he kept just texting me all night. I was like, please, please let me in. Please let me go out. But he's like, what is your problem? I'm like, this is just so unattractive. He was, I don't know for how long he was driving, but at least for an hour, because I was, like, literally just so scared, because that was my first experience with that kind of behavior in New York. Plus, you're a baby. Yeah, and I'm, like, literally in my old apartment. My, my first apartment, first of all, I had no fucking, like, furniture. I just had my mattress, my laptop, and maybe a pot or two, but I really, I didn't really cook, because it was just takeout, so it didn't really matter. I'm just sitting in my mattress, just scared. I was like, this is how I die. Like, I'm going to die alone in this apartment in the middle of Queens. This was, like, really far in Queens. This was my first apartment. I was like... I'm gonna die. This guy's gonna kill me. It was insane. Like, I blocked him and he kept fucking, like, adding. You know how people do that? They, they create more profiles and whatnot. Okay, that is psycho. Yeah. Psycho. I don't know. I mean, he, I think eventually he let it go, but it was just insane. Like, for days, I would just scare. I would be too. Like, yeah, I would you feel like someone's following you. you know? Yeah, I would just literally leave the building from the other side because it had, it had, like, it was like a whole block. It was like a whole building. It was huge. So I would just leave from the other side, just from, like, this driver's entrance. So he will not see me or, like, follow me to work or whatever. Um, but I guess that was good. I mean, I had a stalker. That means you're hot, right? That's how you know you made it. <laughs> you know, I don't know why you're... <laughs> it's like you from Netflix. Like, I want a guy that likes me so much like Joe. Um, I I don't know why your story just reminded me of this story. Um, <laughs> I was on Grinder a few years ago, and <laughs> I had sex with this guy, but he would, like, whisper in my ear as we were having sex, and he'd be like, yeah, you like it like that. Like... <laughs> Like Mateo. Oh my god, you told me, you just remind me of a story when my friends told me, and it was hilarious. <laughs> like, he would scream 
And like whisper. Okay, do you know that you watched the original Charlie Angels? Well, not the original original, but like with Drew Barrymore, right? Like the first movie was actually really good. Remember when the guy grows the hair and he screams? <laughs> Like that? That was what the guy was doing in my ear. Like, as I'm like fucking, he's like, ah, like, he's <laughs> like, what do I do? Oh God, you literally just remind me of like, oh my God. One of my first Twitter boyfriends. So, before before I moved back to New York, I was in Bogota, right? And I was just uh, still trying to figure out if I was into guys or not. So, like, I'll hang out with girls and stuff. But also, like, I would go on Twitter to meet guys because I didn't know. At this point, like, Grandor was around in the US, but people don't. Don't really use it because they didn't know what it was. So this was when you were still nineteen. No, I was eighteen. That was when I first like started hanging out with boys, like literally eighteen. And um, I don't know, like I guess one of my friends recommended me to go on Twitter, so I opened my first Twitter account back in the day, literally <gasps> almost ten years ago. Hey, I, I was eighteen. I'm twenty-seven, so nine years ago, long time ago. I was literally a child. Twenty what? 2014. No, I'm so old. I'm thirty. 2013. It was 2013. So I went to like Twitter and I met this guy. Super weird. Like literally, just like you just say, like he was whispering to you. It's just even worse. It's actually one of the fun. I, I, I every time I go on a date and people ask me like, you ever had a, like a funny date? I was like, this is the one I usually would tell. This was so fucking hilarious. Um, wait, can I swear in this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, My podcast is explicit as fuck. Okay, great. Um. So Keep it I, going. So first of all, I was in college, and um, I told this guy because I was scared that he would kill me, that he should come meet me around my school because I at least I would I probably will see friends around regardless. I was so scared people wouldn't like see me with a guy, but I was like whatever. Like at least I wouldn't be safe. So he picks me after class, and I was like, what, what do you want to do? Because this one's like I don't know. Like what, what do two guys do? Like I don't know. The, like the dynamic. Like. Should I plan something? Should you plan something? Should we just go to get Am beers? I an alpha? Do I take a back seat? Because I was a total bro. I was like, bro, I don't know what to do. Like, what are we doing? So like, let's go to a coffee shop. Like, is whatever is right here. I'm like, sure. So we go there. So doing like, like just the, like the, the initial like interaction was fine when he picked me up. And then when we got to the coffee shop, it was just so weird. It was so funny because like, yeah. like you know, like I talk a lot. Like I'm chatty catty. Like I talk a lot, right? Like I don't know what. I like that nickname for you, chatty catty. Like, I don't know when to stop. So I was talking, like, just, like, normal conversation. Like, we have everyone now, just, like, whatever. But I just started noticing, like, this guy's not saying shit. I'm like, what the hell? So I was like, I'm like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? So this boy doesn't say anything. He just put his finger at me to, like, say, wait. I'm like, okay, like, what's going on? He takes one of the napkins from the table. And he takes a pen from his bag. He starts writing. And I'm like, oh, God, what's going on? What is going on? <laughs> I'm like, like, just there for like five minutes, just looking at him, like, just write. And I'm like, oh God, why is he writing me a novel? What is going on? One of my first dates ever with a guy, it was just like, this is out of this fucking, like, Wait, so world. what happened? So, so he texts, like, he takes five minutes to write or whatever. He hands it to me, and I'm like, okay, thanks. So I read it. He was, like, he was always like, he, he didn't say anything. He was just like, okay, read it. I mean, at first I thought it was cute, but now, like, years later, I'm like, that was kind of weird. So he handed the, 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 the napkin to me, like, with this whole thing. It was, like, three paragraphs. I'm like, whatever. And, like, telling me, like, oh, my God, like, yeah, whatever. He was, like, making points back in the conversation. Like, oh, we talked about this, whatever. And, and at the end of the note, he was like, oh, like, I'm just, like, really nervous. Like, I, I just, you just make me really nervous, and I don't know how to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, God damn. Like, what am I even doing? And then on top of that. <laughs> so he only talks to you via napkins? Yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> But then the worst part, so, like, let me get to the whispering. 
Oh, so that was the first day. I was screaming. And then I literally, that was like the first time ever, like also first time ever doing that. I run away. I literally told him like, okay, fine. Um, I'm going to go to the bathroom. You're back. And then I like literally ran away. You like, ran out. I ran out. Like, and I feel bad about it. So obviously I felt bad. I was guilty. And he kept texting me. He was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I was just really nervous. And I'm like, well, I mean, it makes sense. Like, he was just really nervous. Like, whatever. Because um, I'm really confident. Like, I know my people are uncomfortable all the time. And I'm used to that. It's like pretty much my whole life. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll give you another chance. Because I feel bad that I literally just like ran out. Like, that's not cool. Like, if that some, someone does that to me, I'd be like, what is your problem? Like, that's just rude. So like, I give him another chance. And I was like, okay, fine, let's go to a bar now. Like, just like a low, like, like low-key bar or whatever. We went to a bar. This time, it was, <laughs> it was a little of improvement. So we went from napkins. So he would just be sitting next to me, just whispering to my ear the whole time. It wasn't even like a conversation. It was just like, oh, yeah. It's like, whatever, like the whole time. And it gets, it, gets, it gets worse. Like, at the end of the night, he just whispered to me for like at least an hour or two. And I was just like, whatever, I need to drink. I'm going to be here with this person. I just keep drinking. And at the end of that, he was like, well, like, I like you a lot. You should be my boyfriend. I'm like... What? Yeah. Or like, he just whispered, like, you should be my boyfriend. I'm like... Sure. Ew. I was, I was so drunk, and I was just like, okay, fine, whatever. I guess, I guess I'll do that. No. And I never saw that person ever again in my life. Yeah, that is... <laughs> That's a little psychotic. I, I ghosted him for like. That is the um, guy from Charlie Angels screaming in the hair. No, he was whispering to my ear. Like, he wrote a napkin on the first date and the second date. I think he was just really shy, but also, like, I don't vibe with that because I'm not, I'm not a shy person. Girl, he. We know I'm not. Yeah. Like, no. I wish I was, but, like, I'm not. But it was just so funny. Also, it was, I mean, it was, cute. now that I think about it, it's cute. At least I have a funny story. Like, that was a funny was date. Was it cute? <laughs> I mean, I have bad dates before, but, like,. That would take probably the goal. Was this guy from Grindr also? No, from Twitter. That oh, was before Grindr. Yes. That was a, the Twitter guy. Then I had another Twitter boyfriend that I met him. I was hilarious. It was my first time sleeping out of my house. My mom was, like almost had a heart attack. I went to this guy. First of all, first mistake, I told him to meet me at a gay bar. Not just any gay bar. This is, I was telling Kyle today about this because he's going to Colombia. So Colombia, for the ones that they don't know. Colombia has one of the largest gay bars in the Americas. So it's like a, a gay club. I it's so go. much, it's so much fun. It's literally a whole building. It's ginormous. So I was like, I don't know where to go. Like, I don't know where the gays go in this city. So I was like, let's, let's just go there. So we went there together. First impression, I was like, eh. but also at the, at the time, I was like, I have no idea like how to like levels or like like I don't know hotness is measured with guys. So I was like, I mean, you're on eyes. I'm like, you're not terribly looking. So I'm like, let's just do it. And he bought me a drink, so I was like, okay, fine. So we end up, like, staying up all night. We walk around the city and whatnot. By the end of, the, like, this huge, long 18-hour day that my mom always wanted to kill me, like, where are you? Like, I never slept out of my house until, like, I was 18. Um, I, like, obviously, at the end of the day, he was like, you want to be my boyfriend? I'm like, sure. I mean, again, I'm my first, like, I should. What is with this, like, Columbia's are very territorial, okay? Like, they will lock you down immediately. Yeah, you are apparently getting these guys that are, like, And I was also, like, I, I, and I was also a child, and I was just gonna, like, eh, whatever. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know, like, sure. Like, I have nothing else to do. So I guess I'll do that. Oh, my God. Even worse than the first one, like, he literally, not just ghosted me, but also stole money from me, and also he stole my favorite sweater, Oh, no, 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 but, no, no. The, but the funny thing about that, though, like, one time, we're, like, we're, we're home. Like, my mom didn't know I was gay, obviously. I mean, not she knows. But back then, I was, like, just kind of like, oh, whatever. Like, my mom is at work. Like, come over. Like, I have you over. Let's watch a movie. And, like, yeah, it's like, that's what I'm doing I'm now. just like, let's watch a movie, right? 
So he comes over and it's just hilarious because it's just so bizarre and like that's pretty, I'm pretty sure that's when my, ma- my mom knew for a fact that I was gay. Because she's not dumb. So I, Moms just, aren't. They you know, play the like they are, but they're not. This bitch comes from work earlier than like two hours before she was supposed to be and I'm like, what the hell? She's like, I finished early and I'm like, well, no fucking shit. We're a little in the middle of fucking. I heard the door and I was like, oh my God, like, where are you going to go? Like, I like, like, I, like, oh no, like, I don't know where to, like, put this person. I literally showed him the closet, literally, funny <laughs> enough. I shoved this person in the closet. I was like, you stay there. Don't move. Don't make any noises. I, I'll be back. So I left him there, and I went to the living room. I put him, like, whatever. And I was just, like, watching telenovelas, because I love telenovelas. I was just, like, watching whatever. My mom sits next to me, and she starts talking to me about the show. Or, like, we're talking about this lady, whatever. It's, like, one of the most famous telenovelas. So, like, doing a rerun from, like, the, the bajillion time. So we're talking about it. We're just sitting on the couch, and then you start like hearing this noise, like someone's crying. And my mom was like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "I think it's a TV." She's like, "No, it's not." Like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "I don't. I honestly don't know." He starts crying. Well, you put him in the closet. But he was there for like 20 minutes. Like, bro, I like, would cry too. It's 20 minutes. Well, one time, so so one guy that I was like fucking like, they his parents came home early. He put me in the bathroom, the guest bathroom for an hour in the dark and then I have to jump out of the window and I was totally okay with that so if I could do it so could he like it was like it's not it's not terrible I feel like we need an extended episode of this by the way the, 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 the listeners because your stories oh my god are fucking no great. The, 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 the funniest things like my mom realized me like, like oh something's up with him like what's going on well mom's intuition so she was like mm-hmm sure like yeah it's whatever so she was like Okay, fine. I need to get cigarettes. I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back in 10 minutes. She was very clear about it. 10 minutes. I was like, you need to get this person out of here in 10 minutes. My mom would literally do the same. This bitch. She, she was fucking with me. Like, I knew that. So she goes to the corner to get cigarettes. When I could see her literally waiting in the corner behind a three to see, like, who the hell was in the environment. She didn't say anything, but she knew. So I was like, literally, get the fuck out. Literally get out now. He leaves and she comes back and she's like, oh, what was that noise again? I'm like, God damn it. why do you have to do that? Fuck. Why do you have to? She used to cock block me a lot because she was not happy with me being gay at first. Aww. She, one time I brought this guy over and it was like, my mom is asleep, like, go up to my room, like, whatever, let's fuck. She was not asleep at three in the morning. She's like, oh, who is this? And I'm like, it's my friend Michael. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And uh, she's like, he's staying over. He's like, yeah, he's staying over. Like, okay, fine. So there's a couch, and like there's a pillow, and like he's gonna sleep on the couch, right? I'm like, you have to be a good guy, I mean, a good um host. And I'm like, yeah, he's gonna sleep on the couch. My right. mom's like that till today, even if I have a boyfriend, he the guy's the worst part though. Like, I knew she was working the next day, and I was off because I didn't have class the next day. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Like, she's going to work, I'm gonna be home, he's gonna be on the couch. Perfect. You know what you did? Call out No. I was asleep, obviously, because we go home at fucking, like, like, 3 in the morning. She wakes up at 6 to go to work. She woke him up at 6 to drive him to the bus stop. She's like, well, I'm going home. I mean, like, she's like, I'm going to work, and, like, I can drive you around if you want. So she dropped him off in the bus station. I didn't know. And I woke up, and I'm like, what is he? Like, what happened? <laughs> My mom was horrible. Like, I hate her. Like, why do you have to come block me like this? Like, what's your problem? I. She's wild. Your dating stories are fucking great. It is funny. Oh, and that was just when I was little, that child, like, just starting to be gay. Just like I mean, like, gay. an extended episode of, like, I know, it's everything. so funny. 
I hate her. I love her, but I was like, why do you have to do that to me? That's just disrespectful. <laughs> um, I want to ask you about dating, because, like, you know, you and I have very similar, I guess I would say, ideology about romance and the savior complex, but, like, not to get too, too deep, but, like, deep enough where have, I, I know, we don't talk about your exes, but I know your history, right? And I, I know you well in that sense. Mm-hmm. How have you grown in the sense of, like, not saving someone, right? Or, like, not needing to think that you had to fix a guy? I think that changed a lot over the years. Um, and I just to get back around, like, I was with somebody yeah. for, like, six years, right? So I learned a lot. Like, I, I met him literally right after the psychopath story. Literally, like, a few weeks later, I met my ex. We still together for six years. Yeah, we lived you together. Were deep, yeah. We engaged at some point. It was, like, a lot. So, like, I think I was just, it just went through phases. Like, you know, like, young love is very different as, like, now being an adult. And I, like, now, like, that I'm in the other side after, like, six years with somebody. And I have a new boyfriend now and not. I feel like at the end of the day, it's just, like, they're adults. And, like, they should know better. Like, it's not your job to, like, fix them yeah. or like tell them what to do because I like with my, with my first boyfriend I kind of did that a little bit I was just like oh I want you to be successful when you do this I want you to do that so it was always like a lot of pressure because like I have to take care of myself but I also have to push somebody else to do stuff uh, so it was a lot of work honestly it was a lot it was a lot of pressure and like I just want him to be happy if he's not happy like I, like I had like that kind of like toxic like relationship we, we all had situations like, right? if, like if my you. partner is not happy immediately I'm not happy so like I will pull them first before me and I learned that the hard way like that's not the way to go so I feel like not just like that savior complex, but also like the meaning of commitment. Because like I feel like the savior complex comes from like the like the fact that you want the partner to be yeah. perfect for you because yeah. you think that you know you should know like they should know better, or because you think That's you know such better. That's a good right? way to look at it. Is like it really is both sides. You're right. It's, it's, it's both sides, right? And it's also like I think I, I think that that start changing when I, I I start thinking differently about commitment and like being committed to a relationship. Because like, I mean I was raised I was raised by Latinas and like the very devoted partners that like culturally is very yeah. different than like americans for example right like if things like whatever your partner says you don't just do it like whatever if they say jump you jump that's like the kind of like cultural toxic dynamic between men and women in south america right yeah. i mean things are changing thank god because you know like new generations are like well fuck this this is not how it works and it doesn't but like back in the day your parents will just do that so they, they, they teach you that you know like yeah you know, it's also interesting because, like, as a gay man, also growing up in South America, I was very different because I was always, always, always like teaching. Even if you raised by a woman, it's like you're the man of the house, so whatever you say, it's done, right? So it's also that, like, whatever I said, it's done. I was like, no, that's not how shit works. Okay, like you need to fucking learn, learn the hard way. I live the same um, upbringing, but I, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was it was like a really mixed. I don't know, like. It's just like mixed feelings because it was kind of like okay, like I'm the man, whatever. I have to be in charge. There's always a little pressure because like if I'm in charge, I'm in charge. So I have to make sure my partner is okay, meaning that I have to do everything within my power for them to be their best and be successful and whatever. But it's not my job, right? I learned I learned that the hard way. But also at the same time, because I was also raised by woman, I was also really devoted. So I would put my partner first before anything I wanted, right? So I was I was just like a full time like wife basically like yeah. I, I put everything into my relationship to the point that i like i feel like i was very committed to it but i was not committed to who i wanted to be or who i was so i just like betrayed myself in a way and that like obviously that started a lot of other problems with what made myself. you switch it like what did you just wake up one day after this relationship because i i know the trauma from that relationship because like i met you when you were getting out of it mm-hmm. and what 
what was it? Was it just the day you woke up and you were like, no. okay, future Funny shit? Thing. You know Jessica, right? Yeah. It was Jessica. I mean, that she started the whole thing. So I got into this uh, internship um, in Spain and I was like, whatever, I'm going to do it because like, this is a great opportunity. It was like, I mean, I'm going to be a, in a consulting project in Madrid. Like, I'm going to do this. Um, I had just got engaged. So just like, oh, perfect. Like, you know, like, I'm just going to be a professional, literally. Like, I packed my stuff to go to Spain. I was so happy about it. I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, my boyfriend. I like to see my boyfriend. Like, look yeah, at this yeah. ring, whatever. Right. So I went to Spain. I literally brought so many books. It was like, okay, I'm going to, like, work from this time to this time. Then after that, I literally got a membership just for, for Spain. I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. And then when I come back, I'm going to, like, I don't know, like, read or, like, learn something. Like, whatever. That was my idea because, like, I'm, like, done. Like, I don't have to try. Like, I don't have to go out. I don't have to meet people. Like, I'm good. Like, I don't have to do this anymore. Right? I'm retired from, like, dating. Um... So I did that. I got to Spain. Literally, the first day we had like this orientation dinner, and then after that, we like a bunch of like kids in Spain, like a bunch of Americans, idiots, obviously, got lost. And from a group of like twenty six, maybe more kids, we got lost because we were like walking in Gran Via, which is kind of like Fifth Avenue in a way, like all the theaters and like all like the stores are there. So we're just like kind of window shopping. Yeah. Like, oh, everything is so pretty. And I was like, I looked down. I was like, okay, where's everybody? So it was just me, Jessica, my friend Tomas, and some other person. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to go home. And she's like, well, you're not. Like, my sister was studying abroad here last summer. She gave me a list of bars. So we're going to go out. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's, let's just go. The whole time I'm going, I'm like, Jessica, I'm like, I'm too old. I'm literally 22 at this point, right? I'm like, I'm too old for this. Like, I'm, like you guys are young. You guys are like 18, 19. Like, you guys have fun. I'm going to go home. And like, she's like, no, you're going to stay. And you're going to have fun. I'm like sure uh, whatever fine so we stay, like, we stay out all night literally go home at, like around 6 or 7 because she said that it was very close to walk from the bars and it wasn't so she made me walk of for like course, an hour you know but then like I, like that summer was just kind of like started this whole thing it's kind of like bro I forgot that I could have fun on my own because I yeah. was just always with my boyfriend at the time like always together like we lived together we did everything together it was not really like separation other than like me going to school like being doing all their stuff and like college whatever like projects or like you know side hustles or whatnot so it was like first time i was just literally on my own because I, I did like a similar program that like the year before that i won them but it was a little bit different because it was just kind of like i'm a child first time ever apart baby. so the whole time I was like oh like we're texting and stuff <laughs> I remember that that summer, like, I mean, I went out a couple times on the weekends, but, like, the girls went out, but, like, during the week, I would just, like, go home, which is funny. At this point, I have no idea who RuPaul was, ever. Like, I'm, like I remember, like, people telling me... She's a baby gay people. No, they were telling me, like, what team are you on? I'm like, I don't know, like, the Real Madrid. And they were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what are you talking about, right? So that summer, I was in, I was in London the summer before, and, and, and that was, like, it was very different dynamics. I mean, summer before that, I was in London. Everyone would just go to work, go maybe have drinks with my coworkers, and after that, I would just go home and watch fucking RuPaul for hours because the, the Netflix there had, like, all the seasons from season one. I was like, well, I'm going to give it a try. So the whole summer, I was watching RuPaul. But the next summer in Spain, like, with Jessica and going out, meeting people, like, just being outgoing. We went to Madrid. I mean, we went to Madrid. We went to Barcelona together. We went to Valencia together. Like, that was the first time that I was fully on my own. And I was like, I can't they'll do things together i mean without I him like, like yeah. i can like i don't have to be with him all the time so that kind of like switch up a little bit like you know something inside of me and uh you know obviously when i came back we had a lot of trouble because he was like you don't want to be with me like where you want to hang out with me and my friends i'm like bro like i don't have to be with you all the time like like one time i remember like vividly we had this huge fight one time because like one of my friends from madrid she's actually from new york she she was going to Binghamton 
and she came here for a weekend. She's like, oh, you know, haven't seen you since we came back from Spain. Like, let's get brunch, whatever. Like, I have top to tell you. Like, I was dating this guy. And then, like, sure, it went down. Like, let's just catch up. I'm like, oh, sure, whatever. Let's go get tacos. So we went to Tacombi. They went to Elizabeth Street. Oh, my gosh. House. Yes, I love it. yes, 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 yes. So we meet it there. And I was like, okay, like, I'm going to go see my friend. Like, like you know, do this. Like, I'll see you later. Have fun. Like, whatever. I want to see her. So... When I'm like walking back from like Takami, because I used to live in, in Thai town for like the longest time, we went back and he was acting like a total fucking crazy person. I'm like, what is your deal? Like, what, what, what's up with you? He barely said hi to my friend. And when she finally left, obviously she felt uncomfortable. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what's, what, what's up with you? So he was like, just basically just shocked that like, I would just go out with him. Yeah. Just, just go without him. Like, just do that. I'm like, bro, like, she's telling me stuff that is just kind of like us. Like, we're friends. Like, she's not your friend. Like, she's my friend. And I'm pretty sure she's not going to open up to you what she yeah. will do with me because she just wants to tell me how she's dealing with this whole breakup. Um, so, like, obviously, that, that, that just changed a lot of things within the dynamic that we had in the relationship. Um, but that's kind of, like, how, how, like, I first time I saw that I didn't have to do the most to make people feel comfortable around me because that's not how it works, you know? Like, that's not commitment. Like, you don't have to be like a, no, you're you know, absolutely right. a savior yeah. or like you know like above and beyond for them to be comfortable that's their own job like they have to be happy i'm glad you had that realization it's something that i went through this year when i was like all my exes i try to save until now so yeah i i totally get that mm-hmm. and it sounds like you and i have similar backgrounds with our moms where like we had you know being their support even if we didn't want to be their support it's, yeah, a, it's a lot better, like yeah. I've, I've been doing this for like a long time and the thing is like that that turned into me being the support system I'm not just my it always has an effect my mom but it's yeah. also like a lot of my friends I'm like I feel like the support system to a lot of my friends so it gets to the point like I was telling you earlier today it's like sometimes it's really hard for me to ask for help because I'm always the one helping other people and like helping them feel better to the point that I just forget about me and like I don't give a shit like it's fine like I just cried out I'll be fine Cause I don't want people to see me like down. Cause I feel like if they see me down, that will go down with me, right? That's that mentality, which I'm also kind of working on it. Yeah, cause as I say, you're human and you're a great person. Like you're a lot to get Thank help. You. Yeah, but it's a lot. You know, it's like being this. I get it. I get it. It's a lot. Yeah. You know, it's a full time job, but that's changing. I feel like as I get older, I'm just kind of like whatever. I mean, I definitely have seen a difference in you from when you were ending that relationship to now. Mm. I feel like the way you're handling current people or current situations is. You know, you're so Mateo. You know, you're you're able to like yeah. protect your aura. Yeah, it just uh, also when you when God after after the break, I was like unhinged. Oh, I know, I was <laughs> unhinged. I like, literally became your friend that era. It was wild. It was insane. Yeah, I mean, I had a great time with you, but <laughs> we were unhinged. crazy. Yeah, yeah. It just it just interesting. Like you know, this 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 past year with COVID and stuff. Like um, we like split up back in July last year. It's 2020. Yeah, yeah, 2020. It was July last. No, yeah, July last year. And I was literally in the middle of the pandemic. I have nothing to do. So I was literally on uh, the verge of, like, jumping out of the balcony in my apartment. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do now? It took me a while. But, like, now I'm, like, on the other side. I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like, I learned a lot. And I wish them the best. And um, I learned a lot. Honestly, I learned a lot. So, like, obviously, since I talked to guys, they were like, oh, my God, I can really wait till my for so long. I'm like, well, I was. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but it works. For some reason, like a lot of guys are just really scared of like doing that in like a long term. Just, just even that, like at least a week or two is already hard for a lot it's of guys. It's just like the fear. Yeah, you know, I, I talk, I'm gonna talk about this in another episode, and I wrote about it where 
it's the fear of like rejection or there's just so much of oh, the fear of unknown you know I like, think it's, it is the, the fear of the unknown and I feel like maybe for gays that live in a big city like New York yeah. or like Chicago for example or like they're just like always like this like well I have him but like I have that one like there's so many boys around and I'm like you know that's not how it works like obviously it's just gonna be fun for a while but it's like an endless cycle you're never gonna be happy with anybody because exactly. you're always chasing the best next thing and that's not how it works you know like obviously looks are, are you know are nice like how guys are amazing obviously to look at or whatever but like beyond that it gets it gets old real quick when you don't have a connection with them or like you have nothing to talk about because they only talk about dumb shit i mean not, nothing wrong with that obviously because i'm shallow sometimes like every other gay guy in the no, world but like dumb, the shit, only one. dumb shit but I, it gets all like you know like you know we have dumb conversation like you know just literally trash conversation yeah you're a lot of surface level conversations but, but like, it can be your entire time. personality you know like yeah. you know but it just happens a lot. I feel like it happens a lot to a lot of guys. So just like, you know, like I'm dating you for a week or two and then I met somebody else. I'm like, you know, I'm going to move on to some other person. Girl, that happens a lot. No, it is very common. Like I though. have friends that will date someone for weeks and then like the guy's like, I don't think you're the one. Or like something like that. And it's like, who said that you're not the one? But also the thing is like when, when shit like that happens is like you don't really know who you are. So you yeah. don't really know what you want. Right? So you're just chasing people around but you still don't address the problem which is you. You know, you know, that is fucking great what you just said. By the way, I absolutely think that. Yeah, say say less. That that alone hits it right there with your own inner demons and trying you, to save. Because you keep chasing people because you don't really know what you want or who you are, so you just don't really know what you're looking That's for. That's why you focus on yourself. You gotta well, do right. Your yeah, I mean, and this is the thing. It's like I. I I feel like it is, is interesting because you don't have to be fully healed to be yeah. with somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like it's, it's a two-way street and I feel, I feel like I have conversations with my current partner right now about this. It's kind of like, okay, like, sometimes I feel like I'm down. Like, I feel like I have a lot of work things, uh, like, a, a lot of things to work on and whatnot. Which is a normal feeling. But I'm never going to be perfect. Like, exactly. It's nothing like you can just, be, like, pretend like, you know, I need to be fully healed to be open well, to remember, this. Well, remember, mental health is a journey. It's not, it's never going to be solved. Yeah, no, no and I, I think I told him this. I'm like, you know, like, take care of your mental health I'm gonna take care of my mental health but also together as a couple we yes. take care of ourselves right we, but that's we, the point if you really like being around someone right yeah we're a team I tell them this a lot like we're a team like you know take care of yourself I'm gonna take care of myself I'm actively you know getting better because uh, like, I think like mental health is like a never ended like battle you know you have a good it, re- it really is a Especially journey nowadays, like everyone I mean I feel like everyone should be open about this it's always like this whole stigma like you shouldn't talk about like I mean I've been to the same process again I, I was raised in South America so we don't talk about this like when I told my mom the first time I was gonna go to therapy, she was like, "Are you crazy? Like, oh, are you? Yeah. Are you? Are you? Like, do you need help?" I'm it's like, like devil's work in Italian you know, culture. My, my mom you was have. like, "Should I pray for you?" And I'm like, "Mom, like, yes. you don't have to go to church. Like, I'm not possessed by nobody. Like, I feel like I need therapy because I need to deal with sh- like some shit. Like, I just have to deal with some shit. But like for like people that are raised differently in like a very conservative environment, they don't she, know better. She was yeah. like, "Oh, my, my 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 child is crazy. Like, you only go to therapy because we're insane, literally an in, insane person." I'm like, "Well." I am a little crazy, but not that, like, that's not that. Literally, I just, like, I have to, like, just talk, talk it out with somebody. Like, have a therapist. My Italian Dominican side is like that. Both oh, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. like, you just hide your feelings, and then you don't talk about it. Yep. Not healthy. It's not going to take you anywhere. That's not, that's not sustainable. Um, but, yeah, I feel like as, as a couple, just, like, you have to take care of your health. You have to, you know, take care of the relationship. But also, like, you know, it's, 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 it's like a never-ending thing. You just can't pretend everything's going to be perfect all the time. You have good days, and you have bad days. And if anything, that's what I learned from my, like, long relationship. Like, you know, we had great times. Sometimes we had, like, shitty times. But overall, like, I learned a lot. Like, I mean, he was great. He was a great boyfriend. We're just not meant to be together. We're just different. We grew apart. That's, that's just a fact. That just happens a lot to a lot of people. 
nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. I I think you're strong. Yeah. It's, it's also crazy though, because I met him when I was very young. I was at only nineteen. As I was say, yeah, you were a baby in this yeah. situation. I yeah, I broke up with him when I was twenty-five. Yeah, five years, a little yeah, a little over five years. But you learn a lot, right? I did. It was fun. It was fun. We had a dog together and everything. It was a nice environment, so it was good. You know, it was. It was like young love. It was like my first love. Like first time I ever loved somebody. puppy love moment. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was the first time I loved somebody, you know? Like, and yeah. I feel like when you broke up, I told him, like, you know, like, I'm not going to stop loving you. It's just a different type of love. Like, you know, we're not that close right now. Um, and I think it's because of COVID. We also live far. Like, we're always busy. We're not, like, you just life. You know, as, as adults, you just, like, it's kind of like with friends in general. Like, it really is. Like, the sometimes whole fucking you can go schedule shit. You, sometimes you can go months without seeing your friends. Like, you know, the only reason I like see my best friends all the time is because we literally live together. Other than that, I'm pretty sure I like won't see them that often because we're always working. And you're right. If you're working, you're busy. Also, it's New York uh, City. Like, yeah, so we're busy people. And then, I mean, I literally told him when we broke up, I was like, you know, like, obviously it was scary, but also, like, I'm not going to stop loving you. Like, I care about you a lot. So we're just like family. Like, we've been together for so long. You've been in my life for so long. You see me in my highs, my lows for so many times and so many years. It's just like, I see you like a brother, like honestly, like I wish you the best. He has a new boyfriend now, it's cute. You know, they they do shit together and like whatever. I mean, I don't know, I haven't really asked him about it. Obviously, I was not happy when he had a boyfriend because I was like, you bitch, you didn't wait. How the fuck? Literally, we were just like six months after the breakup, it was just literally unhinged. Ew, that is. I was like, at, at that yeah. point, I was depressed, me to help. I was like, I was at the press hall, which is the worst kind of hall because you will fuck anybody. Wait, you really were. I was, I was at the press hall. I was sad. But it was also horny. I was sad and horny. No, no, the worst combination. It, like, you really were depressed. So, like, I'm thinking about, I'm like, can't think about it right now. I was just doing yeah. the, the most dumb shit ever. I have fun, but also, like, why? Like, literally, why? Literally. I was a depressed hope. I was a sad hope. I have fun. What, um, I have a final question then. What, I feel like you would have good advice. What would be, like, a word or, or advice that you would give someone that is going through, like, a savior complex or you know things like that where they're trying to figure out you know what do they do like I, th- I think I think with that though just like this applies for relationships friendships or just like literally any kind of like relationship that you have with maybe a family member or whatnot I feel like you know it doesn't matter how much you care which you would right you care a lot about them because you just want them to be happy it doesn't matter how much you care like how much you tell them like you should do this you that at the end of the day it's like something that comes that comes from them directly like it's yeah. just an inner thing right so like you care about them but there's nothing you can do to change their mentality and change the stars from within I think um, so I feel like the best way to deal with stuff like that like just trying them to get better whatever whatever they're going through or just wanting to be perfect in general that's not going to happen because they have to be the ones to realize on their own and then you just have to be there as a support not as a support system which is very different and just being supportive of like whatever you do like just do it, you know, like, I support you, like, if you fuck up, it's fine, we all make mistakes, just but it's, fucking it's very it. different yeah. than just pretending that you're happy, because the thing is, like, when you, ha- when you have this savior complex, was, which happens to me sometimes, you know, ha- happened to me before, like, Same your sense. happiness, <laughs> is like, your happiness depends on them, right, so, like, yeah, either absolutely. happy, you're happy, and if they're not, you're not at all, just because you think that you, you messed up, like, oh, I didn't do enough this time, and that's why things are going south. It does not the case, you know. It's just like they, have, you know, everyone makes mistakes and they have to deal with that on their own. And there's nothing you can do to change what they think, who they are, unless they want to change. Which just sucks, you know. Sometimes it's not going to happen, you know. Just sometimes you also have to pick your battles. Yeah. Like it's, it just sometimes it's just never going to happen, or like 
it's not gonna happen with you maybe with somebody else and just have to move on with your life you are strong oh bitch i am i've been through a lot you are a tough strong bitch i just make it look like it's easy right i was gonna say you actually do because like you are as tough as you are you're very sweet and that's why i love being your friends like i know that like you're loyal and you have such a good head on your shoulders yeah but you ooze this confidence too in this like i know my worth or at least like i do now right and you've been through those battles and i see a lot of myself and you and vice versa where i get it i absolutely get it you know um but yeah i think you're amazing and it's great advice i love you It's like, oh my god, I'm gonna be like, no, you're amazing. No, you're amazing. No, you're you're amazing. amazing. (laughs) Okay, fine. Like, Like, whatever. Um, Uh, But yeah, I'm happy you're on this podcast. And actually, it's a great episode 40 minutes. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Amazing. Amazing. daddy. Well, (laughs) (laughs) this is when the wine starts to hit. Um, Well, I I hope to have you on more. Yeah, of course. Anytime. I'm really happy you opened up about just like your past relationship and stuff like that. And I, I like I said, I think you're amazing. I'm going to put your Instagram and stuff on the description. Just, I mean, his Instagram's great. Everyone that's listening, like Mateo's a bad bitch. Unhinged. So, <laughs> honestly, that is his my, brand. My Instagram stories is unhinged. It's very like chic unhinged. Like you'll get fashion and you'll get like very bougie partying, but you're going to get a lot of unhingement. It, it, you know the thing is like people plan their Instagram or like social media so much as like their creative content which sometimes people think I do that because like my my like posts and I stuff I mean if like, y'all see his ass photos in the mirror or his escalator boomerangs yeah. but it's just like I literally just do whatever I want like my Instagram is like my creative outlet and like I'm gonna put a work into it sometimes I'm not gonna put a work into it or just like I don't really care it's become your brand though in a great it way it was just, but also like I don't I don't try to impress anybody with it it's just like I just put whatever I want sometimes it works Sometimes it flops, and that's totally cool. But that's the my, art of my, social media, right? But my stories are just like unhinged. It's fun. I don't care. I, I will post the most random. I'll put, I'll put like a quote and then some like meme, and then I put a photo of my ass. I'm like, what is going on? Like literally, what is going on? I think I'm gonna name this episode episode oh my God, episode episode unhinged. <laughs> literally, Honestly, yes, unhinged with Mateo. <laughs> but um, I love you, and thanks for being on this. Oh, and Mateo. we're gonna get ch- continue drinking wine. Yeah, let's finish after this. this. All right. Ta-ta. Talk to you later on Nana Tings.